0: Grand rising, grand rising, good people. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another amazing edition of the Mind Your Business podcast. This is where you can come and get your daily dose of mindset, marketing, and of course, money. I am your host, Tracy Walker, and we do this call uh, Monday through Friday at nine a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and we're so excited because this is starting a brand new cycle, right? I don't like to call it W-E-E-K uh, because psychologically it's similar to the mind as W-E-A-K, and so I'm going to call it a cycle. I'm going to call it uh, a beginning, okay, the beginning And uh, we're going to go from there. So I'm so excited to have you on. Listen, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Head over to your favorite, your very favorite live streaming platform. You can find us on iTunes. Pandora, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. Just go to any of those places. Do a search for Mind Your Business and hit the subscribe button. That would truly, truly, truly help me out a lot. As well as being a part of our special VIP podcast community, all you have to do is text the word podcast to seven seven zero eight one eight four three three three. 818 Again, text the word podcast to 770 818 4333. Three, three. I hope that you have had a wonderful, wonderful last couple of cycles and that you are feeling great and that you are excited about what is to come because you know there's always something else to come. Now, what is the thing to come? What is it that you are expecting? Because, you know, I hear a lot of people say from time to time, oh, like when things are going. Not so good for them. They'll say things like, "Well, I, I'm a hope for the best, but I'm expect the worst, right? I'm expect the worst, but I hope for the best." Well, that right there is the problem, because you're gonna get what you expect. See, hope, <laughs> hope is one of those things that you know it's like this nebulous feeling. It's this, uh, well, I, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep saying that I want something to happen, but in my heart, in my spirit in my soul, in terms of what I envision, the, the play that runs through my mind over and over and over, it's the thing that I don't want. But I'm going to say that I want the thing that I do want. And we have to fully understand that you get what you expect. So you can't say, I'm going a, I'm to a hope for the best, but I'm going to go ahead and expect the worst. You can't, okay, great. Then you're going to get the expectation of the worst. So we have to be mindful of that. Now, what are some things that cause us to even feel like we want to expect the worst? Let me go back because I know where that comes from. That comes from wanting to brace yourself, wanting to be prepared, not wanting to feel disappointed, right? So what happens is like if you're driving in a car and, and the driver has to slam on brakes, Uh, What do you do? Your body tenses up because you're bracing yourself for potential impact, right? You tense up. You tense up and you brace yourself. And what ends up happening, some of it is just muscle memory to do that, right? Fear, your fear, your body, boom. In a split second, your body tenses up. The challenge with that is most times if there is some sort of impact, you're hurt. You're hurt. Oh, my neck hurts. Oh, my back hurts. Oh, my arm hurts. You know why? Because you tensed up. You tensed up, and when that arm hit the dashboard, it hit the dashboard with tension, and the vibration went through your arm and created a sort of pain. But as you know through martial arts, whether you do martial arts or take martial arts or not, you have to be aware that through martial arts, it teaches you to be more fluid, right? I believe it's even kung fu. It teaches you to even go with it, right? So in other words, if somebody is throwing a punch at you, instead of tensing up, what do you do? If their fist is coming towards you, what do you do? You move backwards. You go with. You go with. Right, And as their body momentum is moving forward, you can then push them or pull them and make them fall in the direction of their momentum. Right, But if you tense up and try to go against the punch, you get hit in the face versus move with the direction of their punch and take their body and their momentum and throw them to the side, their own momentum will be used against them. So being fluid, going with it, that's why many people who have trained themselves for, you know, uh, I don't say disaster, but challenges and things like that, they've learned to go with it, even in a physical sense, even with a potential car impact, you go with it. Now you wear your seatbelt, of course, I'm not saying don't wear a seatbelt. Let, let's not be ridiculous. right? You, you wear your seatbelt, you might have an airbag come out, but to allow the body to stay relaxed means you will have less tension, and that less tension when impact comes, it won't it won't jar your muscle, or jar a joint, or jar a bone, or break it, right? It won't do it. It'll be fluid. So now what is the lesson? lesson is we can do that physically, but we can also do that emotionally and spiritually. How do you go with it? How do you go with it? So let me go back. So what are some things that can cause us to feel like, oh, my goodness, I'm just going to expect the worst? Well, distractions. Distractions. I woke up. Today with a distraction, and it wasn't just a—it wasn't a huge distraction. I mean, I guess it could be a huge distraction, but let me tell you something. When you experience things in life, you learn how to not allow what seems to be something big to be big at all. In fact, it's very small. See, for example, there was a time back in two thousand and uh, what was it? Two thousand nine, yeah, two thousand nine, where. My home that I built from the ground up in Chicago, right, my 3,800-square-foot house that I built, brick, all right, um, went into foreclosure because we were in the real estate world, and the market made a huge shift. And my, my property that I uh, had that was appraised at $600,000 uh, was now appraised at 350, And we were paying a mortgage of $3,500 a month back then. And it doesn't make any sense to throw good money after bad. If the value has dropped by dang near half, why would I keep paying $3,500 a month for a home that's not even worth what I'm paying? So we had to make some decisions. So I was very, very, very distraught because that was the first time in my life where I was losing something to my, to my awareness Um, As large as my home, like my house, okay, I I was experiencing at that time um, the repo people trying to get my cars, two of my three cars. Right. So we learned how to navigate that process. But driving around in fear, making sure I always had somebody in the car with me when I go to the grocery store, somebody's in the car with me, somebody, right, never being by myself so that the repo man couldn't get my truck or couldn't get my other car that I had another band at that time. Right. I just I learned how to deal with it, and after a while, I got over it. Then credit started going down. Seven fifty credit score started just Mm -hmm. going down, 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 down. Okay, now we're at like five fifty or something like that. At that time, and what happens? Now I'm distraught because of the credit. Mm -hmm. Then I'm distraught because my car is in repossession. Then I'm distraught because the house is in foreclosure. Mm -hmm. Then I'm distraught because now I'm having to go down there and get food stamps. Right, a lot of different things. And when you start, and at that time, the world was. Ending. At that time, the world was ending. My world as I knew it, the world that I had constructed in my mind about how I should be living and how what should be taking place, it was ending. And I didn't like it. I didn't want it to end. I wanted to hold on to what was familiar to me. I felt comfortable being in control of these different things. And during that period of time, I had to learn to let go, let go of the brick and mortar. Let go of the need to want to save faith. Let go of the desire to pretend. Let go of all these different fictitious types of um, facades, essentially, and just be honest. And, and I don't mean like, like we were being dishonest, but with myself, I had to not hope for the best and expect the worst. I had to plan for what I wanted to happen next. I had to plan. See, it wasn't about expecting the worst because guess what? We had The way it worked out, we, we ended up moving out of the house and moved back down to Atlanta before there was any eviction or anything like that out of my house, right, from the, the foreclosure. Okay, my ex-husband at that time had so We had built that house from the ground up. It was a dirt lot. We built it. We picked everything out in it. So when it was time to leave, my ex husband, he knew what to do. He went out, he sold all the cabinets. <laughs> and we had a huge kitchen. <laughs> he sold every last one of them damn cabinets. He, we had a Viking, we had a Viking refrigerator. He sold that Viking refrigerator and that, that six eye stove, that six eye gas stove. Sold it. Sold it. Cash. People couldn't wait to get the beautiful appliances that we had, couldn't wait to get those beautiful cabinets that we had. I had custom blinds built for that house, right? We, we were able to take some of those custom blinds and sell them to other people in our subdivision who had the same model house as us because it were custom. It fit only those certain windows, right? So instead of hoping for the best, like, oh, my God, I hope, I hope the sheriff don't come, I hope this, I hope that. But I'm going to expect for the worst, and all I do is envision my stuff sitting outside of my big, my big beautiful house. Instead of that, what did we do? We began to plan. We began to plan, not hope, not wish, plan, do something. What can you do? Can you get caught in the emotion of the thing not having it, having a challenge? You sure could, but what could you do? You well, you can't get the house back, so don't worry about that. What's the next step? The next step is sell all this crap. I tell you what, they're not gonna have, they not gonna have a big beautiful house with all these cabins in it. <laughs> if y'all gonna foreclose on my house, you're gonna have to whoever the buyer is gonna have to go and get all brand new stuff. How about that? Y'all ain't gonna just walk into this big beautiful house. No, 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 no. We're gonna take everything out that we paid for. Because you know, when you build the house, all that stuff is wrapped up into your mortgage. So no, 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 we're going to sell these cabinets, okay? I promise you, if, he, if my ex-husband could have gotten that granite countertop off of there, he would have sold that granite countertop too. That's facts. And how do I know? Because we talked about it. <laughs> they just weren't able to kind of cut it and get it down and all that type of stuff, but, and it's so heavy. But the point that I'm trying to make is that there are distractions. There are distractions. So I get up today, I get up today, I check my email, and boom, a damn distraction. And I said, you know, all I could do was laugh. And I said, well, you know what? I was, I was expecting something. For example, I was expecting a certain amount of money, right, to come uh, on Wednesday or Thursday. And, and, and then when I go to check the email, I learn, I learn that there have been some refunds and some this and some that to the tune that pretty much eats up what I thought I was going to get or what I was expecting to get on Wednesday or Thursday. Right? So what do I do? I say, well, who cares? <laughs> who cares? We're going to uh, generate some additional income these next couple of days. It's not that big of a deal. Would I have liked to have that? Yes, because I was, what, expecting it. But now that it doesn't, it's getting soaked up by, you know, other people's decision making, then it's okay. I, won't, I will not worry about it. But I've learned over the years to not get bent out of shape anymore. Like that right there doesn't bend me out of shape. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. When you lost your house before, you, it just you're not moved. When, when when you fought to have your cars, we, we even moved to Atlanta, so then they couldn't find the cars because <laughs> they were looking for the cars in, in Chicago, and we had moved to Atlanta, so we didn't have to really too much worry about the cars, right? And we kept the insurance, uh, we kept the insurance up to date in Illinois, and we kept the um, and we kept the registration of the cars in Illinois. So there was no reason for people to be looking for the vehicle down in Georgia. We did that for like three or four years until we ended up – we did something with the car. I forget what we did with the cars. But um, got different cars or whatever it was. I can't remember. Sold it. Something happened. But they never got the cars. Never got the cars. So I don't really be worried about it. You know what I'm saying? So you've gone through a foreclosure, you get it. You've gone through a, um, a repossession or at least a period of time where things are in a status of, of repossession, you, you, you learn to, to deal with it, right? You go through a period of a of, of valley of a drought of income, you learn to deal with it, right? You learn how to make things work. You figure it out. You learn how to take – listen, I have taken $20.00 and gone a whole week off $20. It's amazing how the Lord works. I have taken $20 and gone off a whole week with $20, and I have a child. Right? I've done that before. Why? Why? Because then you start to prioritize different. You start to look at things different. You start to handle things different. But if you allow the distraction to then be what you focus on, you will get what you focus on. The, what you focus on expands. It will be more and more and more and more. And you've got to train yourself to look at the desired outcome, not not ignore that there is a distraction because maybe there's something that you need to do. Maybe there's um, a call you need to respond to. Maybe there's a piece of mail you need to respond to. Maybe there's a lawsuit or something that you need to answer. Maybe there's something that you need to do. So we're not saying ignore the thing, but we're not going to give the thing that much time, attention. I'm not going to cry about it. I'm not going to lose sleep about it. I'm not going to lay around and be in a... in a fetal position about it, I'm not going to do that. Why? Because the longer I give my attention to that, I am instructing the most high to give me more of what I am feeling. That's kind of what law of attraction is. It's working on you whether you are aware of it or not. It's what you're feeling is what you will be attracting whether you're aware of it or not. So you're doing it to yourself. So that's what people say. Oh, excuse me. People say, Oh, my God, when it rains, it pours, right, because the first thing that happens to you, you don't like, so then you're angry, and then because you're angry and you're upset and you've been out of shape about it, then you attract something else that's similar to that, that gives you the same type of feeling, and then you hold on to that, and then you turn around and you give yourself something else to be angry about. And you keep attracting these series of events where people say, Lord, when it rains, it pours. Yeah, but so does it rain and pour on the flip side. When you are in abundance and you have one deal that closes, oh, my goodness, it just seems like another deal comes right back before it. I've got some leaders in my mastermind group that they're organizing some events and they're acquiring speakers for their events. And two of them was in the were in the group and just talked about how man, I got my first speaker for the event. And it's like a, it took a while for that first speaker to hit. But once that first speaker said yes, they turned around and got two more speakers the same exact day or within another day or so of each other. See, it took a while, but once you get the yes, then now you're focused on yes. And what happens? You attract more yeses. But a lot of times you'll receive a no, or not a no, but you won't receive a response at all, you perceive that as a no, and then you start attracting what? More delayed responses. You start attracting what? Maybe some real no's at that point. Maybe you're not able to start connecting with people because the energy that you're putting out there is actually the reverse of what you're you're saying that you want. So the distractions will get in the way and will cause you to say things like, I'm going to hope for the best, but expect the worst. I just want to remind you that you get what you expect. So watch your words. Watch your words and be aware of the meaning of the word. Be aware of the total perspective that, or the total picture that you are painting when you express and verbalize these words. When you say, I hope for the best, but I expect the worst, the energy around I expect the worst means that what? You're bracing yourself. You're bracing yourself for impact. And guess what? You're going to get an impact because that's what you're focused on and what you focus on expands so when the impact comes you believe that you are already preparing yourself mentally such that you aren't disappointed where my question for you is why would you keep driving in that direction when you could actually start pumping the brakes turn around and start expecting the best you actually could say you know what I'm going to hope for the for I'm going to I'm going to hope for the best but I'm going to expect the miraculous I'm going to expect a miracle. I expect this to turn around. The same energy that you give, I expect the worst, why wouldn't you give that energy to I expect a miracle? Because, see, in reality, you don't expect miracles. In reality, this world has trained you, even though you're going to church, even though you're saying let go and let God, even though you're saying that, you're not truly feeling that. Your mouth is saying one thing, but your life is displaying that you are feeling and thinking something else. And that disconnect can be what you call um, imposter. That, that's what that disconnect could be. It could be imposter. It's in your heart and in your spirit, you do not believe in what you want to happen. But you're saying that you do. But you won't take actions in the direction of belief. You won't think in the direction of belief. You won't speak in the direction of belief. You will say things like, I hope, I hope. Well, what, what, where is hope coming from? Well, what is, how is hope going to get you where you want to get to? How is that if you're expecting the worst? Because see, your expectation is that's what you're setting yourself up for. That's the direction you're heading in. You got your GPS set for, look, I expect to make it to Florida by this time. I hope I get to California. I hope I get to California, but I expect to end up in Miami. Okay, well, listen, you got to plug something in the GPS. You can hope all you want to. But if you're headed down 95 South and you're already in South Carolina, uh, heading into Florida, I'm telling you right now, the likelihood that you get into California, whether you hope you get to California or not, is slim to none. Because your GPS is set for Miami. And you're already on the road to Miami. So you would literally have to stop, turn around, make a right somewhere, get yourself on I-10. When you get down to Jacksonville, Florida, get on I-10, and you need to start heading west. You can't keep going south on 95 talking about I hope. Hope is nothing. Hope gets you nowhere. Stop hoping. Start planning. Start preparing. Start taking action. In the direction that you expect to arrive at. So, if you expect to arrive at abundance, then you've got to start doing things in the direction of abundance. You cannot hope for abundance. You've got to expect abundance. You've got to believe that you are abundant, that you attract abundance. You've got to believe that you already have the things that you need in order to move in that direction, which you do. Most times, it's just your own mental battle. You don't want to be disappointed. So you keep trying to brace yourself, brace yourself, brace yourself, brace yourself. yourself. And every time you have impact, 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 impact. And what I'm saying is what if you could learn how to brace yourself for abundance? And then you had abundance, abundance, abundance. What if you could do that? It takes practice. Do not allow distractions to take you down the road where you start to expect the worst. You should never expect the worst. You should never expect the worst. You should always expect the best. Why would you want to spend your time expecting the worst and, 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 um, and prophesying the worst to happen to you? Why would you be prophesying over your life that the worst is happening to you? And then you want to go to church and then ask the pastor to pray for you. Well, wait a minute. You got to believe first. You got to believe first. For those, for those Christians out there, Jesus said pick up your bed and walk. So he can't bless you for something you don't believe. The question is, do you believe? Because there's nothing anyone or anybody can do if you are emotionally and spiritually in contradiction to that which you are asking someone else to actually, you know, bring forth for you or to help bring forth for you. Because maybe you feel a little bit less, you feel a little bit more, uh, you feel a little powerless. You feel powerless in that scenario or less powerful, having less power, and you're seeking guidance, you're seeking spiritual assistance, you're seeking something like that, and you're asking somebody for their their help. Okay, great. But if they're saying your body is healed and you secretly feel that you're expecting the worst, no, I'm not, I'm getting ready to die. Then there's no amount of prayer that's going to turn your body around from being sick to healed because you are in contradiction to everything. You could say, I'm thirsty, and I could be giving you water. I could be handing you a cup of water, but you got your hand over your mouth. And you keep saying, but I'm so thirsty. I'm so thirsty. I'm sorry. I say, well, move your hand. Here's the water. Move your hand. No, no, no. I'm scared to drink. I'm scared to drink. Okay, but you can't be thirsty. I'm giving you water, and you got your hand covered over your mouth. This is what is happening spiritually for people. You want to drink because you're saying that you're thirsty, and you have your hand covered over your mouth. Nothing can get in there. Because of what? Because you won't move your hand. Not because God didn't want you to have it. God's providing somebody to be a resource for you to give it. To get it, but you won't, you're not open to receive it. You're not open to receive. It's not that God isn't giving it to you. You got to understand that. Anything you ask for, it's already given. You got to be open to receive. Are you blocking the blessing? with your fear, with your doubt, with your expectations, with your, oh, with your bracing, with your trying to be prepared for disappointment. Let me tell you something. You keep going through life trying to avoid disappointment versus just being focused on happiness, joy, abundance, miracles. Uh, You're going to keep getting the thing that you're trying to avoid because that's the focus. Did you know? Did you know that skiers – when when skiers are skiing, like on a snow slope, when skiers are skiing, they tell skiers, like coaches and people that coach Olympic skiers, um, to focus, to focus on the space between the trees. Don't focus on the trees. In other words, they cannot. Speak to themselves. Don't hit that tree. Don't hit that tree. Don't hit that tree. Don't hit that tree. Do you know why? Because the fact that you're saying don't hit that tree, that's focusing the mind on saying, well, what tree, right? And then the mind says, oh, that tree right there. And then that tree right there means that you're not focused on that tree. So now you're saying don't hit that tree, but you're focused on the tree, which means that you're more likely to drive yourself into the tree because you're focused on the word tree, which the, your mind's searching for a tree, and when it finds a tree, it says, aha, it puts a bullseye on it, target, thing, 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 tree, 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 and then you run into a tree. Even though you said don't hit the tree, it's the mind has to first find the tree and then decide not to hit it. But by the time it – Decide that, oh, that's a tree. You're going so fast, you hit the tree. You cannot, you cannot speak in the negative. Don't hit the thing that you don't want to see. You cannot say that. You have to say, ooh, focus on the spaces. Focus on the spaces. Focus on the spaces. Focus on the spaces. Stay within the line. Stay within the line. You have, you have to focus on the thing that you want, not on the thing that you don't want. It's such a simple, subtle thing that if you don't, allow yourself to be aware of what you are saying and what you are focused on, you will hit that target that you don't want to hit every single time. The thing that you are trying to avoid, you will hit it. You will hit it. You will hit it. And just ask how many times have you hit the thing that you were trying to avoid? Because you're focused on the avoidance of the thing, so your mental, your subconscious has to first, like a target, like a, like a computer, it has to first find the thing. Don't wear the hat. Don't wear the hat. So then, okay, well, what hat? Oh, that hat. Now, it focused on the hat. Now you got the hat. But you were trying to avoid the hat. Then you can't focus on the hat. You have to focus on the thing that's not the hat. So distractions will cause you to focus on the distraction. And what you want to get used to doing is being aware of the distraction and shifting, i.e., what you hear me say all the time, pivot, i.e., pivoting away from it. It's not that you're not going to have an awareness of it. It's just that it's going to be such a minimal awareness that it doesn't get any of your time, your attention. It's like it gets no play. Like you have no time for it. You have zero energy for it. Is it there? Yes. And you're driving on the highway, a bug hits your windshield, and you're driving. Is the bug still there? Yes. But should you be focused on the bug on the windshield as the driver, or should you still be looking through the windshield out onto the asphalt? Which one is going to help you get to where you want to get to? Is it that you don't recognize that the bug is there? Clearly, you see that the bug is there. Nobody is in complete denial that the bug is there. It's just you're not focused on the bug. The bug is going to cause you to crash if you focus on the bug. So your focus has to be through the windshield. Peripheral vision might see the bug, but you're not focused on it. So you're going to go ahead and eventually get to your destination with the bug still there. Now, if the bug is just bothering you so much, you could hit the little windshield wipers and get the and get the uh, windshield wiper liquid and, and scrape it off possibly. I don't know how long you've let it sit there. So maybe you can just go ahead and wipe it off. Why can't you do that in your regular life? Everything is a lesson. Why can't you just wipe it off? I don't see this. I'm sick of looking at this. Wipe it off. Now, if it's something more major that you can't just get rid of, then you have to keep driving with it there, though. You have to keep driving with it there. You can't stop the car and cry that it's a bug on your windshield. Either you're going to wipe the bug off the windshield or you're going to keep driving with the bug on the windshield. Shame on the bug because the bug ain't going to stop your show. That's the distractions in life. You'll have a, you're on your way. I'm headed somewhere. I'm going somewhere, okay? I'm going, I'm going a million miles an hour where I'm going. I'm focused, I'm expecting, I'm expecting miracles, I'm expecting things to happen. I know this is the way it's got to be. There's, there's no other route but success. Failure is not an option. So I'm going full speed, I'm barreling down the road towards my goals and my dreams, and a distraction hits my windshield. Do I pull my car over and cry on the side of the road? Oh, my God, oh, my God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hope for the best. I'm going to hope I can still get to my destination, but you are completely pulled your car over. That's insane. You're not going to get to the destination. You've pulled the car over. You've completely stopped all activity moving in the direction you want to go. You can't hope your way into the road. What you can do, though, is get your butt back in that driver's seat, turn that car on, and get to going. That's what you can do. You can't hope your way, though. You cannot hope your way. So people say things, I say, well, do you believe that you're going to be able to make this happen? Well, I hope so. What, what? There's no hope. Either you believe it or you don't. Either you're going to drive with the bug on the windshield or you're going to pull over on the side of the road and you're going to be in this la-la land about what's going to happen for you. I am going to suggest that you do not allow distractions to deter you in such a way That you pull off the road altogether and you just completely cease the journey to your goal and your dream, metaphorically. You do not pull off the road. You might slow down for a minute. You might not be clear what this is. You might be a little bit bent out of shape about it. But you have to keep driving eventually you'll get used to the bug being there, and it will not bother you anymore. And that is what I'm saying to you. Life is full of distractions. You're never going to have a period in time in life where you don't have a distraction. You think wealthy people don't have distractions? You don't think poor people have distractions? You don't think people in between don't have distractions? Everybody has distractions. You know what the difference is between all, groups of, those, all, all those groups of people? Is that the successful people... Don't focus on the distraction. They focus on the end result. The unsuccessful people focus on the distraction, complain about the distraction, want everybody else to join them in the party about the distraction because it makes them feel better, right? Nobody wants to be by themselves feeling miserable. So they want to make sure other people feel miserable. Oh, somebody is having a problem in their business, and they turn around, and they get on the call, and they complain about the problem in the business, and then somebody else says, you know what, I have that same problem in the business, but the problem is not really a problem. It's an internal perspective. It's not a problem with the business. It's not that the business is not working. It's not that the tools and the software is not working. It's not that the website itself is dysfunctional and out of commission. It's not that the customer support, the phone doesn't work, or that the email, it has nothing to do with the business. It has everything to do with that person's perspective. And when they find somebody else who also has that same perspective, it fuels them to to validate where they feel. But if you are the leader of a group and you sent that that's coming on. You have to get people to stop looking at the bug, because that is a perception. It is not a fact. It is a perception, and you can change your perception, and you would have then essentially change the facts for yourself. You know that, right? When you change your perspective, you change the facts as you see them for yourself, or if I can say the facts. You change the, what's true for you. What's true for you? Because there can be something that's true for you that's not a fact, but it's true for you. It's not true for me, but it's true for you. It doesn't make it a fact. It means that it's true for you. And what makes it true for you? It makes it true for you because that's the way you perceive it. Fine, fantastic. But it's not a fact for everybody else, right? It's not a fact. It's just true for you. So I want you to to start this particular cycle off with being aware of your focus. What are you giving your attention to? What are you giving your focus to? Is there a bug on your windshield if you're a human being and you're in business and you're navigating life and you're seeking success? The answer is yes. It's always a bug on the windshield, always. To, to, to think you're going to drive your vehicle down the highway and, and the car don't get dirty, that is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The car going to get dirty. You're going to hit some bugs. There are going to be some bugs splattered on the bumper of the car, on the windshield of the car. You're going to have to wash the car when you get to where you're getting to. But the expectation that nothing is going to happen to you while you're driving down this journey to success is absolutely insane. So just go ahead. And, and you're going to expect anything. Expect that there are going to be challenges such that you can what? Prepare for the challenges. That's it. But to think that there aren't going to be any, and then when they appear, you pull out the side of the road and act like, "woe is me, when all the other drivers on the road is like, so what you expected, you weren't going to hit any bugs? You look crazy. Get yourself back in that car and get on the side, get to going where you're going to get to. What's the big deal? Push through. Push through. Get in the car and drive. That is the message I want to share with you today. That is the message. Look past the bug, through the windshield, onto the road, and continue on your journey. Do not be distracted by the bug. I hope that this brought some value to you on this great day. I want to thank you for tuning in to the Mind Your Business podcast. This is where you can get your daily dose of mindset, of marketing, and, of course, money. I am your host. Tracy Walker. We do the call Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to subscribe to the Mind Your Business podcast at your favorite live streaming platform. We can be found on Pandora, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Amazon Music, any of those favorite places. It's like a lot of places we are. So just go find your favorite one and do a search for Mind Your Business. Be sure to subscribe to the Mind Your Business VIP podcast community by texting the word podcast to seven seven zero eight one eight four three three three. 818 Again, text the word podcast to seven seven zero eight one eight. 818 Four three three three. If you haven't already done so, make sure you meet me over at www.winwithtracy.com, ladies and gentlemen. I have a new summit, an online digital. Uh, a digital conference taking place, uh, coming up very, very soon. If you head over to winwithtracy.com, it is called the Single Mama Money Blueprint. That's right, guys, the Single Mama Money Blueprint. Go ahead and tap on the button over at winwithtracy.com. Get yourself registered for that online summit. It's coming up in about two weeks from the date of this podcast, and I want to make sure I see your face in the place. We're going to be bringing value from maybe 14, 15 different experts, different moms, different single moms, different women in the marketplace that are experts on wealth, that are experts on money, on budgeting, on credit, on building businesses, on residual income, on balancing business with children, on teaching your children about money. All of these different topics are going to be in a compilation on the Single Mama Money Blueprint online summit. It's coming up on October the 30th, and I want you to make sure that you are registered. So head over to winwithtracy.com, tap on the Single Mama Money Blueprint online summit button, get yourself registered, and I look forward to seeing you there. So ladies and gentlemen, make it a fantastic rest of your day. God bless, and I'll see you same time, same line here on tomorrow. Bye for now.